And now, introducing the man who spent his birthday yesterday trying to convince U.S. Open officials that he'd only just turned 18 and that he had to, quote, meet up with my friends Layla and Carlos because they're waiting for me and we're going to totally get on fleek, unquote, as he pointed to his backwards hat and skateboard as proof. In preparation for the start of football this week, he reserved an entire bag of grilled sausages and his then-garage fridge as his emergency rations for Thursday night, saying, quote, last year I made the mistake of eating 30 on Tuesday after Labor Day. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Happy, uh, happy, what, what is this officially? Do Tuesday. We call, no, it's Tuesday. No, 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 no. This is officially the day that our new season begins. This is... If, what if is the Tuesday? With, thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. It's solid observation yes. on your part. Um, this is our... 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, 8th season. 8th season. But we didn't technically, we weren't together yeah, well, for the sure. first one. Well, it was like So it's our 8th season, but it's our... 7th full. Our 7th... Season opener premiere, if you will. Um, and look at all the progress we've made. <laughs> look at how far we've come. Jesus. Uh, it's great to be back here. It's great to be with you. I wish uh, that I uh, didn't have to be the bearer of bad news this morning, but unfortunately, uh, such is the case. I know we've been talking a lot about uh, the Tyus Bowser show and it uh, premiering tonight. Unfortunately, um, there has been an issue that has come up in Tyus's family, and I'll allow him to, to tell you guys more about that if he chooses to. It's certainly not ours to tell. Um, but we will not be able to uh, premiere the Tyus Bowser show this evening. Fear not. This does not mean we won't be doing the Tyus Bowser show. This does not mean we won't be going to Mother's Peninsula Grill down in Arnold. This does not mean any of those things. We will be doing that, and we will be working to do it very soon. Um, so I, I just want to apologize right off the bat. This was not the plan, um, and it, it's certainly not Tyus's fault whatsoever. It's something that's completely out of his control, and he is still on board, and he's still looking to uh, be out with you guys all season long, and we are appreciative of Great Eights memorabilia and Mothers and Express Exterior Design and everybody uh, working with us um, because of the unfortunate circumstance. So I promise you this is not a... I know a lot of times in this business, when you hear something like this, you're like, ah, okay, you couldn't pull it off, huh? Like, that's not that at all. As you see, I came in today wearing a press box shirt because I was planning on being out there on video tonight, um, and I'm wearing khaki shorts. I didn't wear gym clothes to work today. Like, I was planning on being tonight at Mother's, but... Um, I mean, they're the zip-off. The zip khaki shorts. Well, yeah, but they look good, man. Yeah. Like, well, you were prepared for everything. My, it's my cur- 100%. Right. My butt looks nice in them, so I wore yeah, those. Andrew Luck still wears those, by the way. Yeah, does he? There was a picture of him giving <laughs> a speech really? to a high school team, and, like, the, he That's had them funny. zipped up. He had pants on. That's pretty funny. Um, so, look, we will... I promise you, we will be announcing... Makeup details very shortly. I'm hoping it will not be very long before we're able to make this one up specifically. But unfortunately, it just will not be tonight. So I will continue to remind you about that um, as we have more information. Just won't be tonight. Sorry. Very, very sorry. You're still going to have plenty of chances. We're still doing eight shows all season long with Tyus Bowser throughout the region, including... We will be going to Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. That is a promise. We'll do makeup details later in the show anyway, like the blush. No, like the how we do our makeup, right? right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And you always say to yourself, how do they look this right. good every yeah. day? Well, we'll give you our secrets. It's a new Tuesday thing we're doing. 
Uh, well, I've been doing it. I've actually been practicing on. It's a new season, first I of mean, all. I mean, like so. the behind the scenes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. I've been doing my makeup Correct. for five years. I mean, I've been. You think I just come in here looking this good naturally? I used to just do lip gloss, which it was popping. It was. Oh yeah. God, I love that. I love that. Plus, it felt nice when we kissed. It was. Uh, <laughs> well, it was very it was, sensual. It was really pleasant. All right, so um, there's that right off the top. I wish I wish I had better news there. Now, as far as what's coming up on the program today, want to tell you that we're going to be talking to Isaiah Whitlock later on in the program. Unfortunately, the reason why we're talking to Isaiah Whitlock, you probably know, is because um, couldn't be for a worse reason. M- Michael K. Williams passed away yesterday, and it sucks. It sucks so much. I was watching The Wire when I found out. Oh God, the man uh, was truly a genius, and this. Omar was, and, and it's been discussed a bit, it is, it is so impossible how perfect of a character Omar was, considering this was the early 2000s. The idea of the hardest gangster on all of television and in all of media also being gay was unthinkable. It, it wasn't ahead of its time. It really hasn't even been rebroached. There has been progression. There have been more masculine gay characters. There have been more... I don't even know how masculine you would say Omar was, right? Like, I, it, it was so unbelievable. And yet he nailed it and made you believe it. It was incredible. And Michael K. Williams was a genius beyond just Omar and beyond just The Wire. Clearly, the Mm -hmm. connection that we feel to him is related to that. And remarkably, someone who, despite not being from Baltimore, like it's one thing that, you know, like Snoop remained very connected to Baltimore over the years, or that Ed Norris remained quite connected to Baltimore over the years. Michael K. Williams was not a Baltimorean. And Michael K. Williams, and this is with no, and, and I say this with no offense to anybody else involved in the show, the Wood Harris of the world, the Isaiah Whitlocks, the Idris Elbas, all of them. Michael K. Williams stayed very connected to Baltimore over the years. Um, my buddy John from Jimmy's was tweeting out a multitude of pictures um, of times that Michael K. Williams came back in the last decade or so uh, for various projects that he was involved with, and. You know, it's it's. And you're not going to find anybody with a negative word to say about Michael it's, K. Williams. It's unthinkable. As an actor or a human. Oh, it's unthinkable. The man was a genius. I had the absolute pleasure when we did a 10th anniversary kind of um, a special week. Um, I'm grateful now that he was one of the ones that we were able to uh, put together. Ryan Shell was working really hard on that. This was in 2012 that we did this series, and you know, it was David Simon and it was Andre Royo, Bubs. And who else did we have that week? It's going to drive me nuts thinking about everybody else that we had on that week. But Michael K. Williams was one of them. And to me was the absolute highlight of the week um, because I was in awe. I mean, I was just in awe in that conversation and the depth that he brought to how he went there. The depth that he brought to, you know, this is a classically trained actor. This was not, you know, ugh. We talked to Isaiah Whitlock. Obviously, they, they didn't share a lot of scenes together, of course, because you know that that's not that was the nature of the show. But um, 
I, we're going to talk to him about him and and just what he meant to why it is that The Wire is considered to be the greatest television show of all time. So we'll talk to Isaiah Whitlock a little bit later on in the program. I'd say I, more than anything, I think that the humanity of people who talk about him yeah, and the no stories question. that they share from no interactions question. where there were no cameras around yep. and just the type of human being that he was or... So, so yeah, that will um, we'll, we will we'll be doing that a little bit later on. Um, also, the, speaking, of, you know, it's funny because I said I, I happen to know that Seren Petro is joining us as somebody who stands by. The Wire is the greatest show of all time. Every time I I go do these regular hits down in Kansas City, Seren and I talk about The Wire constantly. Um, the Ravens are are looking at we a thought, different kind of wire. We thought that they were probably going to be in the market for a running back. They wanted to add Royce Freeman. As it turns out, they're going to have to be in the market for a running back because Justice Hill is not going to be an option either. So they've got two. They're going to need somebody else. They might try to flirt with disaster and wait a week in order to sign that running back. Did they but bring a practice squad up guy up? Well, they lost Nate, have to guarantee. I don't even know who would be the practice squad because they lost Nate McCrary too. So I don't even know who the practice squad guy would be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. But are you able to sign, you sign somebody in the a practice back squad and have them? Are they able to be moved between the I, roster and the practice I, squad if they're on the roster and we before week? One? I think that would only be for the, for a COVID situation. I, if you're on the roster yeah. for week one, your contract's guaranteed. Top so spot. they're left with this: Do we just trust that these two backs and maybe you know Pat Ricard, if we had to, as an emergency? can get us through one game in order to not have to sign one of these guys and guarantee their contract, is there someone that you would be con- – like, presumably we're not talking about a lot of money at this point. They also, you know, got the Mark Andrews thing out of the way, mm-hmm. and so they maybe have a little bit of a clearer picture right now. Maybe they, even have a little bit more cap room this year. Correct. They, they might be saying to themselves, look, we didn't want to do this, but, you know, if we have to sign – Elijah Holyfield for the year will do it. It's not. It's going to be six hundred thousand dollars. It's going to be league minimum at that point. So, it's not the end of the world. It wasn't our preference. It wasn't what we wanted to do. But it might be what we do. Heard a lot of people speculate that the guy they would sign would have to have special teams value, given what Justice Hill brought to the yeah, team. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a fair. It's a possibility that that would be the case, and so that would make you. The reason why we're bringing up Saran Petro is because obviously the name that jumped off the page to everyone is that they brought in Le'Veon Bell for a workout. That's the name that just absolutely jumps off the page. He's the name, right? Yes, I mean, correct. Because you're very familiar right. with Le'Veon Bell, and you probably are still a little bit surprised. I get it. It didn't look good last year, but you're probably still a little bit surprised that he's unemployed. That no one picked him up, right? And it probably didn't help that he middle-fingered Andy Reid on his way out the door in Kansas City. We're going to talk to Saran about all of that. Is there anything at all? Like, it was it really that bad that he would be unemployed? Was it that bad? And granted, I think we've talked also about the style the Ravens deploy in the running game and how I, maybe it is at, counter to what Le'Veon Bell does with his patience. I'm not saying that he can't hit a hole right, if it's there and be right. a different kind of runner, but, but we know him to be... For what we thought they needed as a pass-catching back. Once no upon doubt. a time, we thought Le'Veon Bell was the perfect fit. Of course. We thought he was the guy that could be particularly explosive because the Ravens needed someone who could also catch some passes. Sure. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't I don't know, and that's why we're going to bring Saran Petro on from A10 uh, WHB down in Kansas City, and we will talk to him about exactly what, if anything, Le'Veon Bell might has to offer at this point. I don't know. I, I'm, 
I don't feel strongly about anybody, right? Like, as I said, of the group, Royce Freeman was also the guy that we kind of said to ourselves, yeah, that would probably be the most logical. Corey Clement was available for a minute. He's also, everybody else is gone. All the guys that we kind of, like, talked ourselves into, yeah, there would be some sense in that. They're all gone. They all got picked up. I was about to say there's not another guy on someone else's practice squad that they like, but they sure. would still probably prefer to wait after week one to do something like right. that. Right, but at this point, they might have to... I get to, it. They're again, in a pickle. They, they might have to just bite the bullet, and it's a little bit different than signing a back that might might cost you of course, $3 million versus signing a back that's just, I need to put somebody on the roster. If the guy doesn't work out, it was only a loss of a little bit of money for the year, so we'll we'll be okay. We'll find out. Don't know. Um, but we'll talk to uh, Saran about Le'Veon Bell in particular. And then also this morning, Anish Shroff is going to join us. Maryland opened the season with a very nice win over West Virginia. Kind of kind of surprised that it w- ended up being more about defense ultimately than it ended up being about offense, right? Like you start the game and it's 17-7 in the blink of an eye. You're like, oh, I see. I see what we're doing. And you're like, if this is what it's fun, exciting football, if they're just going to score points all day. And then all of a sudden, the team stopped scoring points. And defense ended up being the story. And obviously, Maryland needed a couple of huge interceptions um, in order to seal that up and ice away a massive victory over West Virginia. What does it mean? It means they've got a chance. The, the, the scenario in which they were better, they, got, they took a step forward, there was a lot of people, I remember having this conversation both with Mike Golick and somebody else, too, that we had on. It might have been, who did we have on? We had um, Jerry Donardo on the show. I remember him saying, like, I kind of need to see it against West Virginia. In order to answer these questions, I kind of need to see what they do against West Virginia. It really is kind of pivotal for this team. You beat West Virginia, then I can believe you can beat some of the competitive teams in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You know, they clearly should roll to a second win in the season next week against Howard. But if you, by beating West Virginia, you there's a viability that you can compete, maybe not with Ohio State. Wisconsin. But Wisconsin looked terrible yeah. in their opener, obviously. And maybe Penn State is good, but I... You their know, defense looked pretty good. Nobody seemed to think Penn State was all that good coming into the this season. This guy. You, did you, well, we'll do that in a second. We'll I'm just saying, I knew it. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I think, in fact, if I remember correctly, all you said was, I knew it's it. the Big Ten, it, it'll probably was be I close. Right? You were right. Well, it wasn't, actually. Well, it was it a six-point game. Yeah. It was bad. I think you said more like, it's going to be a field goal game. So you weren't fully no, I said right. it was going to be like a 13-7 to seven game kind of thing. I don't know if you said that. In I fact, didn't I don't say that. I, I mean, it was, it, that was what I meant. The moral of the story. And I'm a genius. No, you're not. You're not. Um, the moral of the story being that this gives you if they can stay healthy and that's always the eternal question well, Tolly looked good i mean they look good of, yeah. of course the but then clearly loaded but then they kind of bogged down. they really did they bogged down for a bit um midway through the second quarter and into the third quarter and thankfully found the life when they needed to when the game was on the line um and and really buoyed by an outstanding defensive performance which seemed impossible when the defense was not that great in the Pass first half. Pass looked pretty good in so. the first half at times. At times. They were getting home. I mean, like, I don't know if that's they West gave Virginia. Up, they being, were on pace to give up um, no, no, 42 certainly. points. And then what we heard they, about West Virginia not having firepower. It looked like they had enough firepower at the start of the yes, game. Yes, correct. And then uh, the defense settled down. So it was it was great. We'll talk more about it with the Anish Shroff coming up in a minute. That took me 15 minutes to tell you everything that was coming up on the program. Other that stuff. Not we had makeup segment. Plan. What's that? We were a makeup segment also. Right. We were going to do the makeup yeah. segment. That is true. We were going to do that. 
All right, today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. It is September. Of course, the kids went back to school. By the way, I, I, Happy New Year to everybody uh, in the tribe. Happy New Year to everyone who is celebrating. Um, I know that, that that means that the counties, in the counties where you're not allowed to start school until after Labor Day because of this rule that was put into place by the state of Maryland, they don't get to start school today either. They got to wait till tomorrow to start school because Real of the holiday. Life, huh? Yeah, right. Well, for the kids, they don't care, yeah. but. It's a little bit weird that for the parents, you got to wait till September 8th for the first day of school. But it is back to school time. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy. Wooden vinyl styles. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. New episode of Courts of Thunder available right now. We were here until 2.15 last night. I watched um, a good bit of tennis this weekend. It was. It, it's been one of the greatest U.S. Opens of all time. I mean, for for everybody that panicked about there being no Roger Federer, no Rafael Nadal, no Serena Williams, no Vina, it has been, honest to God, one of the greatest Grand Slam events I've ever seen in my life. Alcaraz looks all right. Alcaraz is unbelievable. I called that. I tried telling. Is he you on guys. the All Fanny team? I don't know if he's on the All Fanny team, but we'll have to think about it. We'll have to take a look. We'll have to take more of a look. He definitely has some thighs. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And as I was trying to explain last night, like you see it in him physically, then you look at his face again. You're like, nope, he's yeah. a kid. He's he a also kid. He has some like gray hairs though. Also, I think. Uh, I didn't notice that. I think you might. I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. It's a weird mixture. That's uh, weirdly strange. But he is definitely a baby. Fa- he's baby faced, but yet physically, you mm-hmm. see it. You see it. Quite and a forehand on that young man. Yes, quite a forehand. Uh, Jensen Brooksby took a set from Novak Djokovic last night, and everybody was panicking, like, what the hell is going on? And then obviously... He still looked good, though. What, who? Brooksby. Yeah, Brooksby did. Well, I mean, he can't serve. He's got to get that figured out. He's tall enough where you'd think that would be something... He does a lot of good things. I tried saying that to everybody when I watched him down in D.C. He does so many things well. If he figures out his serve, he might be a threat to be a top five, type ten type of player. But he's got to get the serve figured out. Like, he's got... You can't beat these guys without being able to steal free points mm-hmm. as matches going on go on. You can beat, you know, a lot of good players, you can figure it out, but you can't beat these guys without being able to steal points during the course of the match. Uh, we got a new episode of Courts of Thunder. It is available right now wherever you get your podcasts. It's up. I have not I honest to God, I left it was gonna take too long to post the video. We'll get the episode up on YouTube. By the time we do, some of the content will already be old because they will already have been another day's worth of matches. The quarterfinals get underway today. Um, I do want to spend a couple minutes. My my week one NFL power rankings are up at PressBoxOnline.com yes. today. I know you've been waiting a long time for that. And I always like playing this game uh, near the beginning of the season. And so I wanted to have some fun with it. Not where are the teams ranked, because who gives a rat's ass about that? I'll, uh, you know what? I'll give it away, though. My number one team. Raiders. The Jacksonville Jaguars. There you go. They're number one in my power rankings. Uh, no, I. every year we start the season, you start watching games. Like Thursday night, you're going to be watching Dallas and Tampa. You'll probably be down at Sports and Social with Ken Zalis Thursday night. He'll be there starting at 7 o'clock at Live Casino Hotel. You can hang out with him, get your advice on who to start, who to sit this week. You can do all of that, and then you can hang out, watch Dallas and Tampa to kick off the season. It's going to be an awesome night at Sports and Social. If you haven't been there, you are a crazy person. It is immaculate. It is a haven for sports fans. You need to get to Sports and Social at Live Casino Hotel. Encourage you to do that ASAP. But the point, the point is, you start watching football games, and you realize, I had totally forgotten that this player plays for this team. Or not forgotten, 
I never knew that this player now plays for this team. I had no clue that this guy was in this place. You might have noticed that, in fact, when you were doing your fantasy football drafts. You might have said to yourself, huh, I had forgotten that insert name here was in this place. I didn't realize that Deshaun Jackson was a Ram. Thank you. You got that part correct. Deshaun Jackson is a Ram. You're right about that. That might have come up at some point during your fantasy football draft as you were looking at the rankings. But I like to play this game. And so for this week's power rankings, I literally went through every roster to find the guys that I think you might be most surprised to know that they're on this team now. Okay. Not the hardcore, not the, you know, like the top free agent. Like everybody knows that. Um, for example, Jadavion Clowney went to Cleveland, right? Like, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that's where he is. Everyone knows that Kenny Galladay is in New York now. So is Corey Day. They're like, Jets, you know? Correct. Wait, eh, no. Uh, they're both Jets. <laughs> they are both. No, they're not. They're not. That's not a thing. But some of the other ones that you might not know about. So I like to do this game with Kyle. Um, sometimes we do it during free agency because you're just losing things. But we're at the beginning of the season. I think I'm going to do all right. We'll what see. team does this player right. now play for? I'm ready. For example, veteran receiver Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan signed with – oh, I do remember this. It happened. He was playing lacrosse last he had, year. He had retired from the NFL in order to pursue a professional lacrosse career. He joined us here on Glenn Clark Radio to discuss leaving the NFL for professional lacrosse. That did not last very long. He is back in the NFL. No offense to the PLL. They pay better. Houston? Not Houston. <sighs> um, then I would guess New Orleans. It is New Orleans. Okay. Good second guess. Good second guess. He is a saint. Wayne Gallman. Uh, he's a Falcon. He is a Falcon. Now, only because we were talking about it last week, I thought maybe you would get that one. Uh, next on the list, veteran safety LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, he's a Washington footballer. He is not a Washington footballer. He's a um, – let's see. Who would have needed safety mm-hmm. help? Um, let's go with the Giants. It's not the Giants. The Jets? It's the Jets. Right. Very nice. Very nice. Safety Malik Hooker is next on the list. Uh, he got injured, I remember. Once upon a time, Ohio State, obviously. He got signed by former Indianapolis Colt. He got signed and then he got hurt. I think. I don't. If you say so, I. He's not on the. He's he's healthy. Not least healthy enough to be on the. Who did he sign with? Who did he sign with? Um. Man, Seattle. Not Seattle. I remember him being talked about. Mm -hmm. He's on. By the way, this is why I do the game. He's on the Patriots. He's not on the Patriots. I'll give you one more. Uh, I'll go with the... Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, Washington. Nope, he is a Cowboy. A Cowboy is where you'll find Malik Hooker. Uh, yes, that is in the same division. You are right about that. Do you know former first-round pick Tech McKinley is on a roster now? Um, no, but why not guess? Um, Carolina. Not Carolina. He's an interior defensive Mm -hmm. lineman who got 
gouged in the run game last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with Jacksonville. Ty-, Ty McKinley's not a lineman. He's a linebacker. Is he? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. I'm not so sure. No, he's that. a linebacker. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Um, in which case, I don't have any idea, so I will guess... Some people list him as a defensive end, but he's definitely not an interior defensive lineman. I will guess Houston again. He's a Cleveland Brown, All Tack right, McKinley. That's enough. where he finds himself. I'll give you two more. Matt Breida, running back. Uh, he's in Miami. Nope. He? Uh, he's he was in Miami. You are right about that. But He got with the... Probably a crowded backfield. He's in Buffalo. He is in Buffalo. Yeah, That's yeah. where Matt Breida ended up. He ended up in Buffalo. That is correct. Uh, how about one more? Oh, you know what? I genuinely didn't know this. Josh Norman. Josh Norman. A football star. Formerly, of course, of the Panthers and the Washington football team. And spent last season in Buffalo. He's with the Chiefs. Not with the Chiefs. He's with the Bears. Not with the Bears. He's with the Lions. He's with the 49ers is where you'll find Josh Norman now. No Richard Sherman. They said went with Josh Norman. And I said I would give you. But is I'm gonna secondary give you. as bad as it feels like it is? It probably is. Probably. I can't really name anybody. I mean, I know they're safeties, they right? They still have Jimmy Ward. Ward yeah. Isn't Jaquaski Tart still there too? I think. Is he? Yeah, I think so. I'll give you. I, I said I was going to do the last one, but here's one more. Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy, a very accomplished, a three-time All-Pro. Gerald McCoy. Minnesota. Not Minnesota. He was with Dallas, wasn't he? Uh, that sounds. I do think he signed in Dallas. Yes, I don't know. He was obviously with the the Buccaneers for a right, while. Right. Everybody knows that. I do believe he signed in Dallas because we were hoping that he might sign in Baltimore. Cincinnati. Not in Cincinnati. Um, he did not play do a new do a, in Dallas due to a quad injury. Carolina. Not back in Carolina. Gerald McCoy, we will see in week one. He is a Las Vegas Raider. Now, these are the types of things. By the way, I also did this with a lot of local guys, a lot of guys that have like you know, we know because we, he's a friend of ours that Brandon Copeland is now with the Atlanta Falcons. You might not know that. Some former Terps that have found new jobs, things along those lines. Like, for example, Quentin Jefferson is also with the Raiders. Now, Tyler Mabry, former Maryland tight end, found his way onto the 53-man roster with the Seattle Seahawks this season. So there's a lot of stuff like that that is all in my power rankings which is really just an excuse for me to go through and tell you. These are guys you might not know where they are. You can find them here now, and they are up right now at PressBoxOnline.com. Encourage you to check that out. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about in the first segment of the show. No, I don't. I, I, I'm trying to say this. Why do we care about Kyle Farnsworth? Accomplished MLB veteran. I mean, why? Why would we care? Like, why would we just do it? He was a cup, wasn't he? He was a cub for at least a minute. Um, why wouldn't we just utterly ignore? Like I, and I, I, I guess I sort of get that. Like we feel the need to defend, and it, mm-hmm. somebody would compare it to like why if you why would you care that a nameless uh, NFL player would say they're going to figure out Lamar Jackson? Um, I, I just I've never cared before about anything that Kyle Farnsworth said, so I don't think today is going to be the day that I'm going to start caring about something that Kyle Farnsworth says. Um, 
We're like Farns worthless. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. If you missed it for whatever reason, Kyle Farnsworth said, so I just saw an MLB player didn't play today because of a general soreness. Are you kidding me? It's September. Everyone is sore. If you can't play through soreness, you shouldn't be playing the sport. And it was assumed to be a shot at Trey Mancini, and then everybody went to Trey Mancini's defense and said, you're talking about a cancer survivor, you jackass. I mean, he tried to, by the way, I did not see that he had tried to back, backtrack a little bit this morning. Five minutes ago, he sent a tweet that said, let me clarify a tweet I posted yesterday. It was not directed towards Trey. His name was not mentioned in it. Cancer was not mentioned in it. It was directed towards players who can't play through soreness. There may be a fan who comes to see you play that day, and you aren't. So who's I'm it not, directed to, Kyle? I'm not really sure who Kyle Far- I, I I mean this at the end. Of- Kyle Farnsworth appears to be the type of person you should just be ignoring. I don't respond to anything that Aubrey Huff says. You know why? Because we should ignore him. And I'm not trying to say tell you that Kyle Farnsworth is Aubrey Huff because Aubrey Huff is clearly a special type of human garbage. But it seems as though Kyle Farnsworth is just the type of human that you can you can go ahead and ignore and not care about. And you want to defend, you feel like you need to, to white knight Trey Mancini, God bless him. I mean, it's Trey Mancini we're talking about. We all love him. But it just doesn't seem to be worth it. The Orioles inexplicably took two of three from the Yankees, which helps nothing. I, I, all of you that want to, it's always fun to beat the Yankees. So you have five minutes where that feels good. Then what? It doesn't actually help anything at all. Nothing good that comes from that. I feel zero about it whatsoever and can't fathom anyone feeling differently. Mobile. They did lose yesterday to the Royals, though, so that that was good. I was a little bit afraid they had to play a worse team. They might keep the winning ways going, but they didn't do that, thankfully. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, we'll go down to Kansas City, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Le'Veon Bell, who was worked out by the Ravens yesterday. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I love you more than self-imposes. I love you more. Celebrate your love of football with Raven Scratch-Offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com 
slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po' boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash Sports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show. Every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. And again, if you missed it, unfortunately, we're going to have to postpone the start of the Tyus Bowser show. It was scheduled to get underway um, tonight. Unfortunately, there has been a family issue, a personal issue that's come up. Uh, with Tyus Bowser, we are going to do it, and we are going to be going to Mother's uh, down in Arnold. I promise that's going to be happening. It's just not going to be tonight. We will be letting you know in the next couple of days what the makeup date will be. We are very sorry, um, and Tyus, I know, is very sorry, but it is not. It is still on. It is still full steam ahead with the Tyus Bowser Show. And in the meantime, if you're looking to get uh, Purple Fix, you can go right now to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. It's the word great, the number eight, the letter S, the memorabilia.com. And you can be at Twain's Tavern on Thursday night hanging out with our friend Bat Bradley Bozeman. You can do that. So uh, meet and greet tickets are available right now. They are quite affordable. It's a great way to start the season Thursday night with Great 8's Memorabilia down at Twain's Tavern. Again, go to great8smemorabilia.com in order to get your tickets. Uh, thank you, John, for reminding me. Yes, uh, uh, so very sorry to see Randy Edsel go. Just a real bummer. Real bummer. What a you hate to see, you know, terrible things happen to good guys, right? I, Randy Edsel by no means evil, and certainly his predecessor 
it's far more disgusting watching DJ Durkin on the sidelines, not on the sidelines, but working with Ole Miss last night. But Randy Edsel, the guy that, you know, wouldn't allow you to have hair. The guy that reamed out Cam Chisholm a decade ago because he had the audacity to return an interception for a touchdown and never let him forget about it. Real bummer. Real bummer to see him lose the Holy Cross and then have to retire from coaching football. Just a real bummer. Somebody pointed out at least he got that retirement bonus. Almost certainly. Almost certainly managed to get another bonus in his contract at UConn. Will always be eternally one of the uh, the worst decisions in the history of local sports. The decision to fire Ralph Region in favor of Randy Effing Edsel. But nothing that can be done about it now. And Mike Loxley certainly seems to have the program headed quite in the right direction. All right, joining us now, the, the Ravens worked out Le'Veon Bell yesterday. Really? Really? Le'Veon Bell? That's interesting. Let's find out more about if there's anything left with Le'Veon Bell. He is my buddy, Soren Petro from down in Kansas City. And he's with us again here on GCR. Saran, what's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, just getting ready for some football, my friend. Always great to be with you. It's great to chat with you, man. It is to, is this Was it as bad as it would seem to have been what happened with Le'Veon Bell in Kansas City that the man would be completely unemployed here at the start of the season? You know, I, I think it's interesting. I, I, I do think it's something, you know, it's, it's pretty clear you'd you know, LaShawn McCoy came through here, had a similar type of fact, actually a little more productive uh, coming through uh, the year before last. And uh, he went on to, to pick up with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So it's not to say that if the Chiefs cut you or if Andy Reid gets you sideways that you're out. But then again, who knows what's being said uh, through backdoor channels. I know this. I know the Chiefs seem very excited to get a hold of Le'Veon Bell. And they thought he was going to have a bigger role. I mean, there were really conversations about this isn't a LaShawn McCoy signing, you know, this is going to work. Right. So there was great optimism for the Chiefs when they signed him, and it, it never materialized. He just never was able to either indoctrinate himself in the offense or perhaps come to grips with the player that he is today, that he's not the, the Le'Veon Bell that was 25 years old and, and leading the league in, in rushes and you know uh, putting up uh, monster numbers. That, 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 that player is just no more, and perhaps he can't get his mind around it. The, the Chiefs are very – you know, very close to the best when it comes to players. They never have anything negative to say about players. Andy Reid continued to say positive things, but there was just absolutely no results there from Le'Veon Bell with the Chiefs. So there's a bunch of stuff there. Did did it seem like it was more about the, the fit or more about just where he is as a football player? Um, You know, I, I, I don't know because he seemed to be a little bit, you know, maybe tone deaf to what was going on. Okay. Um, I, I, I think, you know, I personally, my read, and, and so I don't want to put, you know, in the Chiefs' mind, my, my read is that he doesn't get what he is. Like, like he he doesn't understand that, that he's a role player now, that, that he's a backup, that he's not your number one guy, and he still has this mindset. And I think he's still somewhat chasing the demon of, of defending sitting out the year in Pittsburgh, right? I, I think that haunts him. I think he knows it was a mistake. You know, we saw Le'Veon Bell, his name kind of, came about last year during the Chris Jones negotiation. And it was, you know, Chris Jones, you know, kind of sparring a little bit, doing his, his positioning, whether it was at his agent's, you know, bequest or, or his own, just kind of getting his name out there in front of the fans and letting it be known that, you know, he felt like he deserved a contract. And so there was a little sparring between Chris Jones and the Chiefs. And Le'Veon Bell immediately uh, jumped on one of his tweets. And, and they, I guess, work out together down in Florida. And, you know, he jumped on it, retweeted it, and, 
kind of put himself in the middle of that conversation. And it quickly became about his decisions. And people were lighting up Le'Veon Bell about, well, yeah, your decision to sit out in Pittsburgh really worked. And, you know, mm. quoting, well, I got this much money and, you know, how much money do you have? I mean, th- there seemed to be, you know, uh, certainly some wounds there uh, that, 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 you know, he has not overcome. And so I, I don't know that you're getting a, 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 you know, if you sign Le'Veon Bell, at least when the Chiefs did, I shouldn't say what he is now because I have no idea. But when the Chiefs signed him, I don't know that they were getting a guy that was fully invested in what's going on today and, and really uh, embracing the opportunity that he had. He was more uh, inclined to uh, to talk about what, what had been theoretically taken from him. Saran Petro is with us, A10 WHB down in Kansas City, talking about Le'Veon Bell, who worked out with the Ravens yesterday as they need some running back help. Um, you know, it's interesting, right, because I feel like somebody would present it, Saran, by saying, well, is there a world in which if – if he knows this is his only chance of getting back in, if he realizes that, you know, if he's hit rock bottom, if you will, that maybe he could still be a helpful piece. And it sounds like part of the problem, particularly like seeing the way that he torched Andy Reid on the way of out of Kansas City, which does make all of this even more bizarre considering the relationship that John Harbaugh and Andy Reid have, that the Ravens would even go this route or consider going this route. But, like, is it is it just maybe that it's impossible, that, that he's not capable of humbling himself in that way. You know, it's interesting you mentioned the relationship between the two of them because, you know, Marcus Peters is a guy that I'm going to tell you is not going to be playing in Kansas City regardless of what was going to happen um, that, that next season, and yet he's been able to thrive in Baltimore. Interesting, right? uh, he's yeah. He's on to the Rams, and, and then he's had success there. And, you know, I, I think either maybe John Harbaugh is even better at managing players than Andy Reid is, um, and so that that's why this is an opportunity that he sees where he can handle them more so than, than maybe Andy Reid could. Maybe that's one of the reasons why John Harbaugh, that, that's one avenue that he's better than Andy Reid, right? They're both championship-caliber coaches, but certainly they each have their strengths and, and weaknesses. You know, Le'Veon Bell is, is not without productivity. I mean, he did average four yards a carry, right? Now he averaged a lot more than that when he was with Pittsburgh, but he averaged four yards a carry uh, for a team that clearly, I, I do want to point out that the offensive line, was, was needing some work, right? We, we saw the overhaul that the Kansas City Chiefs put into their offensive line. Five new starters off last year's team, and, and it really blew up in the Super Bowl when Eric Fisher went down and wasn't available. And once the left side gave, then I think it really exposed just how much they've been patching together the rest of the offensive line throughout the course of the year. So, you know, four yards of carry and limited carries uh, for Le'Veon Bell uh, was, was, you know, I don't think it's that bad when, yeah. when you consider what, you know, they, the way they junked their entire offensive line at the end of the year. What was kind of puzzling, and it, and it remains a little bit puzzling, was why he wasn't more in the, in the package. Like, that's where everybody thought. They said, okay, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, young back. They know they want to get him going. But, you know, knowing the blitz pickups, handling all the intricacies of an Andy Reid passing offense and all the option routes that, that come with it, you know, they knew that would be a work in progress. And so here would be Le'Veon Bell that you thought would assimilate quickly to the offense and go. And it seemed like right away Andy Reid was, was, you know, I, I don't want to say making excuses, but some people could term it that, that, well, you know, he just got here and he's learning the offense and, you know, and, and listen, if you're a veteran player and, and looking to catch on and catch on on good teams to win a Super Bowl, then that can't be one of your hindrances, right? You've got to be able to pick up the offense, pick up the scheme quickly and go. Now, whether that was just Andy Reid making excuses for him or that actually was a problem, but, you know, he, he looked athletically like there was still something there. He didn't look like he was in his prime, but he, again, wasn't running behind that, that Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line which was one of the best in the league when he had it. So, you know, I, I think there is still, you know, a, a bit of an unknown okay. as, as to what's there 
for a 29-year-old Le'Veon Bell. He certainly hasn't taken a lot of hits over the last few years, and, and I don't know that you can just wad him up and throw him away because he couldn't run well behind the Chiefs' offensive line last year and the Jets, who have clearly been a work in progress for several decades. I know you didn't just give a glowing review, Saren, but you gave enough that like you left me saying, huh, may, may, maybe there is something. Maybe, maybe it's not the worst idea in the world, which is more than I would have said if uh, you had asked me 15 minutes ago, so there's something there. Hey, let me ask you a couple things real quickly before the Chiefs get underway against the Browns this weekend. Uh, one, I have been kind of alarmed in doing all the fantasy stuff that I've done start the year really seems to be an aversion to any Chiefs wide receiver not named Tyreek Hill. Um, do, do we have any, I, like, I would have thought that Mecole Hardman would have been somebody that, that guys would have been more invested in and more interested in. Do we have an idea what the wide receiver picture will look like beyond Tyreek Hill this season? Glenn, you have that aversion because you know football, right? That That's why you have that aversion. And that is the right aversion to have. One, you know, when you, when you give a guy not one security blanket, but two, like that, that, that's tough to get out of his hands, yep. right? Uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are, are a top and bottom, right? One's taking the top off, one's handling the underneath stuff, and it's a great combination. And they're always, he's, you know, Patrick Mahomes is always going to feed those two guys. So, listen, there's only one football, right? And, and so I think it is everyone wants to find that next guy. But really, if you jumped on Sammy Watkins, thought you were, oh, yeah. were going to get big numbers out of Sammy Watkins here in Kansas City. That never did progress, and so that in and of itself, why would you think when they invested $16 million a year for three years in Sammy Watkins, would somebody else be able to step in and, and, and just take the ball and run? McCall Harmon's the guy they want to do it. They're going to start him. I actually think Byron Pringle is the best all-around option. He's a bigger, stronger, more physical receiver, does a great job blocking. And I think if somebody does shock you know, the, the system and, and come through and you go, wow, okay, here's a guy who had 850 and eight touchdowns, I think that's more likely to be Byron Pringle than it is McCole Hardman. Wow. But that'll be over the whims of the Chiefs, right? They invested that second-round pick. And, unfortunately, McCole Hardman lives with the shadow over him of D.K. Metcalf having been drafted mm-hmm. not long after he went. And so Chiefs fans are never going to really you know, appreciate what he does. And, and, and that is he's a niche player, but a niche player that creates big plays, game-changing type of plays. And I think that's what he'll continue to be. I think he is what he is. He's he's not one of those guys. You know, I remember Scott Pioli talking about football is important to this guy. He's not one of those guys that Scott Pioli would make that statement. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care. He's in great physical condition. He works out. He trains. But you know, he couldn't find. He couldn't sync up his schedule with Patrick Mahomes to throw in the off season. Uh, I yeah. mean, like yeah, that that's yeah. No, no. Right, Patrick you're a young player. You when he's going to throw? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you yeah. show up. Right, that's how that works. This is Patrick Mahomes so, we're know, there's, talking there's, about. There's, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's 23, and there's still a little bit of immaturity there. So I, I, I don't think there's a guy that can just grab it and go. If anyone would surprise, I think it would be Byron Pringle. But I think the Chiefs are giving Hardman every shot. Speaking of the offensive line, I mean, how has Orlando Brown Jr. acclimated to the new environment? Well, according to the fans, he's the greatest left tackle ever, right? Because he's he's new. And uh, well, and, in the, and what? considering what the options were by the time you guys got to the Super Bowl, I mean, in fairness, that's right. Like... Yeah, in in, in in the forty-five or fifty preseason snaps that we've seen, right? It, the returns are good. Now, I think he's going to benefit from the fact that he's got you know maybe the best left guard in football uh, next to him, uh, so he's got a great help there. Um, and, and then they really like all three of their rookies who, who are, are rookies, but all came with some pedigree uh, that it's just, it isn't an offensive line where they have to, you know, help all over the place. Right. They feel pretty good in their one on one matchups everywhere. And so if there is a time when Orlando Brown is maybe outclassed speed wise then they can give some help, they can shade the protection that way they can, you know, uh, help him out. You know, what I've seen is 
not to be too technical, right? I hate when everybody comes out here and uses cliched, you know, uh, draft day talk, but he's not a, a the knees don't bend real well. He, you know, he, he is kind of a bend and push, uses size type of guy. And so you can see where, you know, and Patrick Mahomes has talked a lot about this, like, hey, getting, getting familiar with the new offensive line, getting familiar with Orlando Brown. And they seem to have hit it off as good friends, always a smart thing, by the way, yeah. uh, and, and spend a lot of time chatting on the sidelines. And I think Patrick Mahomes is, is going to help him out a lot, the way I'm sure Lamar Jackson did if I watched him down and yep. down. But Mahomes has that great pocket feel, and he understands that what he's going to do, Orlando Brown's not going to give up the inside, but he's probably going to be shoving guys up the field. And so he needs to be ready to step up and move. And I think that's one of the things Orlando Brown has a chance to look really effective and have a good pro football focus grade, because if he shoves guys up the field, the chiefs now have the interior offensive line to create that pocket and allow Mahomes to step up. He's got such a strong arm that he would have a tendency at times. And I think because he began to not trust the offensive line to drift further and further and further back and just allowing the arm strength, to bail him out he can make you know take a 10-yard throw and make it 20 it's no problem for him but I, I think now he's going to need to step up because Orlando Brown is not just going to engulf somebody he's going to be doing a lot of just shoving the guy up the field and and that's what we've seen so far but I, I think they're ready for it they've schemed for it and I think Mahomes is ready to uh to you know make his escape routes uh accordingly quick one before I let you go is, is Baltimore native Joshua Kando how in the mix is he going to be to start things off I'm sorry, I didn't hear the name. Uh, uh, Joshua Kando, the Baltimore native. How in the mix is he going to be? Yeah, you know, not at all. I, I listen. I had a, I had a question like, how many times do you think he'll be active? I think he is definitively the last offensive lineman. Now they okay. keep lonely of him. They love the athleticism. He definitely fits, uh, the, you know, the style uh, of play that Steve Spagnuolo wants out of his defensive lineman. Those long, tall, uh, leaner uh, defensive linemen. He loves those guys and, and schemes them around into twists and stunts. And so he likes athletic guys. But I think he's very raw. I mean, I think you see why there was a coaching change. I don't want to put it on, you know, uh, uh, Mike Norville, who, who's now in, what, his second year, I think, at Florida State. Yep. But he, he continues to be raw, and, and, like, there's a lack of pass rush moves. You understand why Florida State had some problems, because you see the athleticism. You see, you know, how impressive he looks getting off the bus, but a lot of just counting on pushing a guy out of his way or running right past him. And in the NFL, you, you've got to have some some tools in your bag. And, and so – Listen, they, they cut a kid named Tim Ward, who was an undrafted guy who had three sacks in the offseason. And I think, frankly, right now is a better player. The Jets signed him up in case he ends up doing something with the uh, New York Jets. But they do like the upside. But I think he is really, you know, number 53, 52, 51 on the roster and a project for the future. And, and listen, that's not a bad thing because Steve Spagnuolo has done a great job with guys like that. And so I don't think you're going to hear his name a lot this year. But they cut a fifth-round pick and a guy that they traded a sixth-round pick uh, to get in this uh, in this uh, cutdowns just this year, so they're not afraid to cut a guy who's a draft pick. And so if they kept him, they they certainly see a light at the end of the tunnel. At Seren Petro on Twitter is how you follow him. I hear there's some sort of game of significance coming up in 12 days, so I imagine we'll be talking again, you and I, before then. Seren, always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. It's always my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Seren Petro from down in Kansas City checking in with us. And uh, by the way, of course, it's it's Ravens. Chiefs in week two of the NFL season. It will be Ravens Raiders in week one. Monday night out in Vegas. And if you're not going out to Vegas, then I would encourage you to be at M&T Bank Stadium for the Baltimore Ravens countdown to kickoff party presented by Miller Lite. It's going to be an amazing night. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. It's going to be your chance to come see a live performance 
by All Time Low. I'm going to guess they're going to play Monsters because you guys seem to like that song an awful lot. Remarkable that you could be this far along in your career and now have your biggest hit. It doesn't tend to work that way. Um, so you can do that all for 10 bucks, then hang out afterwards. Watch the Ravens-Raiders game on the Ravens vision boards in the stadium with all the typical in-game entertainment you normally get from a home game. You'll get it during the away game. And tickets are available. BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff. Get yours right now. On the day of the event, they will go up to $20. So if you wait until next Monday and then decide you want to be there, it's going to cost you twice the the amount, which is still not that bad. Let's make that very clear. 20 bucks still very much worth it. But save yourself the hassle. Get them today for 10 bucks right now. BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff. Parking is free. Concessions will be open. It's going to be an amazing evening. Again, not a glowing review from Seren Petra about Le'Veon Bell, but at least making the argument that it's worth considering that it's not it shouldn't be wholly dismissed sure i'm not i'm not um i'm not going to sit here and tell i'm going to say the same thing the only one that really kind of stood out to me was royce freeman of this group anybody else i'm going to say okay that's the guy i mean even if it's vander holyfield's kid who doesn't fit what i was asking for which is you know, NFL experience. That's what I thought you needed to find in another running back is just somebody who's done it before. That the guy that you should be signing should be less about being a significant factor and more about a in-case-of-emergency break glass when it comes to Gus Edwards. Like, Gus Edwards is the guy. This is, to me, not going to be the share that it was a year ago. Unless this Tyson is, Williams proves he deserves that. Unless he's that. so right. wildly yes. good, right. Unless he's so wildly good. Um, but to me, the plan is, if it was 60-40, the plan was to be 60-40 uh, Dobbins and Gus. Now it becomes more like 70 Edwards and 30 anybody else. That it's just wildly mm-hmm. slanted towards Gus Edwards. And this, to me, is more about, but what happens if something happens to Gus Edwards? So that, to me, is why I thought this needed to be an, exper- an NFL-experienced running back, someone that you could count on to take on bulk work if necessary, even if you know they're not spectacular, even if you know they're not going to do anything that's going to wow you. I mean, you advocate for Frank Gore. I mean, he's kind of the definition. I've, I've, I've heard a few. I think Ken Zalas has been on that train um, that Frank Gore should be the guy. I'm, I get it. I think there are better options than Frank Gore, but – I mean, it is remarkable how he still somehow manages to be productive from time to time, um, even at this late stage. Much worse rushing offenses than this one. Yes, but that, I mean. I'm just saying, right? Like, if there's a hole to be had, I think Frank Gore is as trustworthy as any to find it and hit it. Now, he's not going to get 10 plus yards on those carries, probably, but he could get you five. (sighs) Maybe. Maybe. I'm not. They didn't even bring him in. So I hear you. It doesn't mean that they couldn't bring him in. It doesn't mean that they they wouldn't consider Frank Gore at some point. But I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not enamored with the idea. I'm not as dismissive of it. He averaged three and a half yards per carry last season. With in who New though? In with New, New York. York. I get it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It was it was a bad situation. But That's he's good also for four and a half in Baltimore. Maybe, but he's also not getting younger. Like he's thirty. Well, we don't know that either. No, we do know that. Look, he's science. 30, he's thirty-eight years old. He's investing he's, in an anti-aging he's the company. The same age as I am. But he's a little bit more spry. Uh, 
a little bit, yeah. a little bit. I'll give you a little bit. Um, I, it would not, it would not be the, the he would not be the highest on my list. I would also not at this point. There's not really anyone that they're going to sign that I'm going to have some sort of strong reaction to in any way. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you've got to sign another running back because you have to sign another running back, and whoever they sign will likely be another running back. So from there, it is what it is. We'll see how it plays out. That's all I can tell you at this point. I'm just I I was sort of jolted by Le'Veon Bell and ready to say why would you be doing this if if he's literally unemployed that means no one wants to have him and it, that is interesting that Saren brought up the Marcus Peters thing we're like sure. yeah yeah Le'Veon Bell torched um, Andy Reid on the way out the door but that was also not going to be broached again like that relationship was irreparable between Andy Reid and Marcus Peters and yet it has worked out. Between Marcus Peters and, and John Harbaugh, and obviously there was Harbaugh a stop in between, and, so and ma- yeah, they maybe spoke glowingly of him in, in Los Angeles, and who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. All right, our number one of the program is in the books. It was also brought to you by Project Game Day, which returns on Monday night. I will be with you at halftime, and throughout the season, KZ, Rita, everybody, all the normal faces will be back with me post-game. It's the show that you love, and it's back. That's about all I can say about it. It's Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports for both shows. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the post-game show. Enjoy Project Game Day brought to you by Window Nation. Happy to have them on board. Um, looking forward to being back on Monday night for Project Game Day going to be a great time every game day this season also thanks to glory days grill for making it possible coming up next we're going to talk some more terps and east shroff was on the call for espn as they beat west virginia what do we make of it now we'll talk to him next it's glenn clark radio What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. It's brought to you by Express Exterior Design, Great Eights Memorabilia, and Pressbox. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career, or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash in Raven's prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. 
Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Bear Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Join PressBox's fantasy football expert Ken Zalas for the opening night of NFL season on Thursday, September 9th, 7 p.m. at Sports and Social inside of Live Casino. While you're there, say hi to KZ and let him give you advice on setting up your fantasy team, picking starters, and who you might trade for or pick up on waivers. Watch the opening NFL game, get free fantasy football tutoring from Ken Zalas, and enjoy the new Sports and Social Club at Maryland Live. We'll see you on September 9th. Must be 21 or older to enter. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Glenn Clark Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. If you want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community, then stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are also available. Find out more at GloryDaysGrill.com. Maryland opened up the season with a very nice win over West Virginia. Now they get a bit of a respite as they take on Howard this week, but perhaps some more belief about what they might be able to do in the Big Ten this year. Joining us now, our next guest was on the call for Saturday's win over West Virginia. He is Anish Shroff from ESPN, and he's with us now here on GCR. He's a big lacrosse guy, too, so we'll talk some of that. Anish, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, appreciate it. It's uh, you know we had good weather last weekend and got to see the fans. That was uh, about as raucous and loud as I've seen that stadium in a long time. So certainly a lot to get excited about in College Park. Anish, it felt going into it, and we talked about this. We had your buddy Mike Golick on last week, and we talked a little bit about like it felt as though there was a fan base that wanted to believe that they what they saw in a small sample size a year ago was potentially real and could translate and the fact that it did and i'm not trying to suggest that west virginia is perhaps you know one of the west virginia teams of of four or five years ago that you know was a was a a half a national title contender but it feels like this is just enough to buy into the idea that maryland isn't a doormat any longer and could be not a threat to win the big 10 but a threat to win some games this season yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. Uh, I think fans in general um, are aching to get back out there and get back out to stadiums. No doubt. I know we're not 
completely at normal yet, but sometimes even the facade of normal is good for the soul. So I think that excitement is palpable um, in a lot of places around the country, but for Maryland more so. What you saw a year ago in, in the five games and really the four that Talia started was that, hey, it looks like you finally have a quarterback. And when you look at the history of this program, go back to the 80s with Boomer Esiason and Neil O'Donnell and Zolak and uh, Frank Reichel, you had NFL quarterbacks one after another, and, and there were some really strong years. And basically for the last 10, 11 years, that position has been snake bit whether it's been injuries or transfers or inconsistency, guys having their positions changed. So in a game where if you have a quarterback, you have a chance, everybody saw last year that, hey, Maryland has a quarterback. And now you put him through a real offseason. Um, you bring in Dan Enos, who recruited him um, when Talia went to Alabama, even though Enos wasn't there when Talia got to Alabama. Enos and Loxley helped produce the greatest passing efficiency season ever with Talia's older brother, Tua, in 2018. There was a lot of excitement surrounding that. And from a quarterback standpoint, I thought Talia delivered. And again, the Big Ten East is the second toughest division, maybe the toughest division, top to bottom, uh, in all of college football. So, you know, progress may not translate into as many wins and losses right. as you would like. But I do believe that um, with a with finally a real quarterback and stability at that position, if he stays upright, and we know that's been an issue, um, if he can stay healthy, um, I think Maryland's got a chance to um, you know to win some ball games this year. Unfortunately, what you just said is is clearly I mean it's not even a half of a joke what you're talking about. And I know you guys brought out the stat about how long it had been since there had been a quarterback at Maryland that had played for an entire season. I mean, it is it is a problem that, that this program has dealt with. And, yes, that all of this, everything we're talking about is based off the idea of you've got a quarterback, now he's got to be able to be on the field because, yes. like, that's the reality of it. Anish, the other thing that I think jumped out at me, the defense, right? Like, as much as Talia and the receivers and, and Jarrett and Demas were incredible and, and there's a lot to like there, if you had told me that this defense was going to hold West Virginia to three points in the second half and come up with multiple massive game-changing plays during the course of that, there's, I, there would have been no way for me to have expected something along those lines. And again, I don't know how projectable that is moving forward, but that was the biggest story to me of this season opening win is what we saw from that defense in that second half, which frankly to me is the reason why Maryland won the game. Well, listen, they got four turnovers, right? They were plus four in turnovers. I thought the secondary played extremely well. Now, I think you do have to balance this out with the other side of it. West Virginia last year had, uh, to be fair, a very disappointing receiving core. It was most of the same players from last year that we saw. The drops that West Virginia had last year were still an issue. Maryland did get away with a pass interference call as well. Um, so there was a little bit of that, but again, Maryland is going to play a lot of man defense. They really like their depth. They really like their pieces in the secondary. So if you're going to play man, you've got to get to the quarterback. And I thought their edge rushers really did a nice job, especially in the second half. I will say this, West Virginia offensively is very one-dimensional. The interior of the line is strong. They've got a great running back. Their quarterback is average-ish, and they don't have sure. that alpha A number one receiver that they've had in the past. So I, I do think you, you, you hit pause a little bit, but certainly signs to be encouraged by 
Can they get better play on the interior of the D-line? That will be a question once they get into conference play. But the pieces they have on the edge, and, and Ruben Hippolyte, uh, I think he's going to be an absolute guy's star. A player, That's man. a future pro. He's only a true sophomore. He's going to get better. Um, Mike Loxley has replenished the cupboard. There is talent on defense. They need to grow. They don't have the experience that other teams do. Um, but again, uh, <laughs> you know, we're after week one. Sell optimism, why don't you? Uh, Anish Shroff is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Of course, he was on the call as Maryland beat West Virginia 30-24 to on Saturday. Anish, with that in mind, so yeah, let's sell optimism. What's reasonable? Like, what... I, I said before, like, the, the standard is just not being a doormat. And considering what Maryland football has been, you know, sign, sign us up for that. But, but what is reasonable? Because I know it's, got, it's somewhere between there. It's not reasonable yet to think you're competing to win the Big Ten. That's, that's, that's absurd today to feel that way. But what do you think is reasonable at this point for Maryland fans in terms of expectations based on a nice season opening win? A bowl game. I think for this year, if you can get to a bowl game and build off of that, that's huge. Um, I, I keep going back to the division. Uh, Ohio State is far and away better than everybody else in the Big Ten. We saw the two doormats in the Big Ten East, Michigan State and Rutgers, post-impressive victories in Week 1. Indiana, even though they lost to Iowa, is an ascended program. Yes, they've got their target on their back for the first time this year, but that is a program on the rise. Penn State beats Wisconsin. Um, you know, Michigan is still Michigan, right? Um, you know, a drop-off from Michigan is relative. Uh, Maryland would take what Michigan is in a down year. So when you factor all that in, you know, are you going to be able to knock off a, a Penn State, Michigan, Indiana this year? Are you going to be able to steal one? Or are you able to get, are you going to be good enough to, to not lose to a Rutgers, to not lose to a Michigan State? So those questions are there. Um, I, I don't know if a 500 record in the Big Ten is doable. Maybe. But I think if you can get to a bowl game, if you can get the six wins, get to a bowl game, get those extra practices, uh, that's going to be a huge boon for those young players. And then you're going to bring in another strong recruiting class. You just brought in a top 20 class. Give those guys another year to grow. Um, again, I, I think Mike Loxley is here for the long term. This is home for him. He's yep. made that very clear yep. to you guys, I'm sure. He made it very clear to us. Um, so if he can get his guys in and continue to recruit and continue to get this pipeline, um, I think there's the potential to build something. But if you're a Maryland fan, I think for the first time in, in a decade plus, you're actually saying, you know, we have the foundation level for the first time, and now we can go and build the rest of this house. And again, it may not be completed as soon as you want it to be completed, but at least you can sort of see the rendering and you can see what the final vision could potentially look like. Uh, Anish, uh, away from Maryland, what was, uh, obviously Alabama's unbelievable, the Georgia defense is really good. What, what was the biggest non-Maryland you know, Maryland story to you in college football in, in what was a full week one? Well, I thought the SEC, especially the middle of the SEC, we know how good Georgia and we know how good Bama was um, going to be. I thought the middle of the SEC really flashed some metal. That league looks... Uh, incredibly deep. Uh, I thought the ACC had an atrocious first weekend. I don't know if there's a team in there outside of Clemson that has a chance to get to the playoff, um, and that was probably true before the season. Uh, I'm not ready to write Clemson off just yet. I think if you take a closer look at that game for all the accolades and platitudes piled on Georgia, that game was decided on a pick six. Clemson's defense, especially the defensive line, to me looks 
almost every bit as good as it was in 2018 when they had the three first-round picks and Austin Bryant going in the fourth round. Um, offensively, they've got to get better. Georgia's defense had a lot to do with that. But the ACC just had a, a, a brutal weekend. All three of the ranked teams lost. Um, and, and then I thought Oklahoma um, was, was disappointing. Yeah. They beat Tulane. That was one that jumped out to me. I had Oklahoma um, as a team that, that could play for a national championship this year because of what I saw from their front seven last year and the strides they had made defensively. And then you give up 35 and a kid comes within a yard of converting fourth and long and who knows how that game plays out. Oklahoma defensively, I thought that just um, yeah, that was a step backwards for that program because to me that's the last piece that they need to elevate into the tier of an Ohio State and Alabama and the Clemson. All right, uh, before I let you go, Anish, if I could, just uh, it was a lot of fun to see what Jared Bernhardt was doing in his debut playing football. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that was awesome, but it also comes with some like feelings of conflict. I I I'm a lacrosse guy. I'm the play by play guy at Loyola. Like I had the joy of watching Pat Spencer and. We we add now to the list Bernhardt to that you know Pat Spencer of of like the greatest players in the sport that are not going on to keep playing lacrosse and I appreciate what Paul Rabel's doing and what the PLL's trying to be and you know Chris Hogan tried it out for a minute then decided hey you know football's still pretty lucrative I think I'm going to go back and do that again um, is it a bummer at all for you? That, you know, as someone who sees all of these guys and how incredible they are, that it's not yet become to a place where the priority for the greatest lacrosse players is to make sure that they're playing lacrosse professionally in the, in the following summer. No, I don't see it that way at all. I see it as a positive, to be honest okay. with you. This is still a niche sport that needs to grow. And, you know, you think about watching football on Sunday night when Joe Tessitore is looking into the camera and talking about Jack Cohn being a lacrosse player and a Notre Dame commit as a freshman. That, that's a national platform to say, hey, look, lacrosse players are athletes. And when you see a guy like Jared Bernhardt do what he did at Maryland, um, you're basically saying, hey, this is a guy who, coming out of high school, gave up football, could have gone and played at Georgia Tech or, or Navy or one of these option schools, decided he wanted to play lacrosse. I think it will help get more high-level athletes into lacrosse. Okay. And, um, if you can steal some guys from football, steal some guys from basketball, because again, at the end of the day, Pat Spencer went to play basketball once he was done with lacrosse. The reality is how many Pat Spencers never even got to lacrosse because they chose basketball first. How many Jared Bernhardt's never got to lacrosse because they chose football first. And I think if we can keep bringing in those kind of players, those kind of athletes and saying, yeah, you want to do that afterwards, go show the rest of the world how good a lacrosse player can be in another sport. Uh, I, I think that's great for the sport. I think that's such a great selling point for the sport. I think it changes the perception of the sport. I think when you don't have that in the beginning, right, you, you say, Jared Bernhardt, man, this kid, uh, let's take Will Shipley. All right, so Will Shipley is the running back at Clemson. He played lacrosse in the next town over from where I live, Weddington, North Carolina. Okay. Um, his brother is over at Penn playing lacrosse for Mike Murphy. So Will Shipley was this amazing lacrosse player, um, unbelievable athlete. Well, now you know, Clemson got involved in the recruiting process, and Dabo Sweeney says, you want to come play running back for me? And, and he's going to go play running back for Dabo Sweeney. And he started against Georgia this past weekend. Um, but how cool would it be if Will Shipley had played lacrosse first, right? Like you can get that athlete to play college lacrosse first. So I, I look at it as a positive because that's exposure for the game. And I still think the game is at the point where it, if this thing is truly to, you know, really enter the mainstream consciousness, 
Um, we need more stories like that. We need more people talking about lacrosse when um, – we're talking about other sports, frankly. I'll listen. I will listen to that argument. Uh, unfortunately, I'm also worried that for us around here, that um, the, the Virginia is going to be a serious thorn in our side for the next uh, ten years. It just has that funny feeling that that ain't going away anytime soon. And, no, Lars has built a monster. Yeah, and uh, they continue to recruit. But uh, listen, I, I I think Maryland's got a few championships coming. If you ask me, John Tillman's John Tillman for my money is the best coach in the country. Ooh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't think it's particularly close. I think you're looking at a guy who is potentially on a Bill Tierney type of path, the way he's been able to mold talent, the way he's been able to, um, you know, get the best out of his team year in, year out with, with different pieces. And, you know, he's been effective with the transfer portal as well. Um, the fact that they keep getting to the Final Four and getting in these championship games, I mean, he'll have a run. Well, he'll win, you know three titles in four years and people will forget, you know, all these championship losses. Um, I, so yeah, as good as Virginia is, and I love Lars, I, I, I you know, Maryland's not going anywhere for a, for a while. They got a young coach who, uh, in my opinion, is as good as anybody at this craft. He's really good. I'm partial uh, to my buddy, Charlie Toomey, but I, <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. Uh, Anish, what's, uh, what's next for you guys? Where are you headed? We had to Stark Vegas for NC State, Mississippi State, with the uh, the cowboy, uh, the cowbells, and twilight on Saturday. Oh, did I, and did I read correctly that it's that it both Golics are working this game? That like you're going to be pounding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool. Yeah, so that'll be really cool. We uh, found out Sunday we were going to Starkville, and then uh, Mike Golick Jr. texted us and said. You know, I was hoping this would happen. I didn't think it would happen this early. My dad is doing the game for Learfield with Kate Scott. That's so awesome. That'll be pretty cool to have, um, you know, the whole family down there. That's really neat. At Anish ESPN is how you follow him on Twitter. Anish, anything else I can plug for you, sir? Well, I'm just surprised you, you, you ended this without asking about Bishop Sycamore, so we can, we can, we can end it. <laughs> Man, I totally forgot it was you. Oh, my God. I should have, and it's on me. I, I now I have to just really quick. Have have was there any pushback at, at all for? I mean, you. I want to tell you as a broadcaster, there's a lot of things that like people are just completely unwilling to say, and I'm sure you've gotten this from a lot of people. I greatly appreciated the fact that you weren't unwilling to say it. That you just said like, I'm not going to hide from this. Like you're watching the same thing we're watching. And but did you get any pushback at all for that, or did did the, your employers kind of appreciate the fact that you were willing to say it? It's, Listen, I have to be careful with what I can say, but I go back to what our company motto has always been, and it's serve the fan. And I, I do feel that when people see a game that was supposed to be the marquee game of kickoff weekend, yep. and um, when that doesn't live up to the hype, as you know, Glenn, you call games. When you're assigned to do the game and you show up and the game goes on the air, you can't just come on the air and say, well, I'm going to give you a reason not to watch. This team may have made up everything about its roster and its personnel, even though we were 99.9% convinced that they did, given the lead-up to it. So from our standpoint, we said, all right, we'll sell the game and we'll sell IMG, which had 20 players in the ESPN 300 in the junior and senior class. Um, but when this thing pivots, and, and we had a strong inclination it would, you know, there's an honesty that you have to have with your viewer, and I think that's essentially what it was. Um, you know, you, you, can't, you can't hide from that. It's your credibility on the line. So um, from our standpoint, it was 
once this thing, you know, gets to the point that we think it will, um, you know, we have to be honest with our viewers. And and on the flip side of it, you know, had it not, and people said, well, would you have said it had it not? Well, I said, well, if it didn't, that means they would have been telling the truth and they would have had all the the division one prospects and it would not have been a story. So, um, you know, it was just kind of one of those you had to follow your instinct, and I kind of went back to what our company motto is, which is serve the fans. Well, I was, it was bold of you as a broadcaster, and I greatly appreciate it because there would be a lot of guys that would have been utterly afraid to, to do anything like that and would have just sort of said, I, I, I like my job, I'll just, I'll just lie. I'll just lie and, and go that route, and you didn't, and I greatly appreciate that as a broadcaster, man. You, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. It was wonderful. Oh, I appreciate that. Anish, thank you for taking the time for us, brother. Really appreciate you doing this. We'd love to catch up with you again down the the road. All right. See you guys. Take care. Anish Shiraw from ESPN. I, I like a jerk. He did my prep for me. I completely forgot. I mean, I utterly completely forgot that it was him. And I can tell you as a broadcaster, it it's easy to just sort of say, hey, let's just keep trying to explain why people should keep watching. Let's just keep trying to find a reason mm-hmm. why you should try to be watching this game. It was tough. You know, we had a, a Stevenson Johns Hopkins game on Saturday and Hopkins pulled away late in the second quarter. And you're doing your best in the second half. Here's here's why this could still be interesting. And, you know, here's things you can still watch and all of that. Now, it's a little bit different because I work for Stevenson. And, and it's a legitimate roster. Right, correct. Building. It's not, it's yes. not right. I want to make that very clear. What they're doing is not fraudulent in any way. Uh, Johns Hopkins is just really good, as we've seen in recent years. Um, so it's tough. And I, I did. I greatly appreciate the fact that Anish was like, no, nah, I'm just going to come well, right number out. Number 54 is down, and we don't have him on our roster. I, I'm just going to straight up tell you that we were misled, that we were told that this was a legitimate football team, and we were not able to verify any of that. And I appreciate that because it would have been easy just to say, this game will be over soon, and I'll never have to talk about this ever again. And instead, he said, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. And, you know, I, I don't know. There might have been somebody at his employer that was pissed about that. There might have been people involved that said, Anish, couldn't you have just gotten through two more quarters? Just calling the plays. And, you know, we got producers. There might have been. But he man had some integrity and said, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys about what's going on here. And I appreciated that as a journalist. So, uh, And enjoyed the conversation with Anish Sharoff. He's great. He's, he's really great. All right. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. The reason why I wanted it in an email is so that I could put it in a folder that I could pull up each week. That's not, that was the reason why I asked for it in an email. I can email it to you. I would like that. I would like it, but anybody can email. I guess I could email it to myself, actually. I'll just email it to myself and we'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Quickly, our picks recap. From uh, week one. Speaking of Maryland and uh, West Virginia, as Anish Shroff was on the call, Maryland indeed victorious. Not just cover, victorious. They went outright 30 to 24 over West Virginia. So up yours, John Proctor and Ken Zalis, for not believing. Hell yeah. Wish I. The bad news <laughs> was that. It was not good for Navy. Now, part of that, as I I apparently did not give Marshall nearly enough credit in the 24 hours leading up to the game, I heard from a lot of people, uh, guys, Marshall's really good. So, of course, I would should have known that. I mean, I'm, I'm a yeah, big Marshall yeah, guy. I know you're a big Marshall McConaughey guy. and I. Not a great time. I'm I'm really 
it appears as though Navy now, in fairness, they they had a crushing loss to start the season a year ago, and they bounced right back the following week and and won on the road. They come home this week for literally game day, coming to Annapolis, the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, to face Air Force. The Air Force pretty good as well. Yeah, it's a really bad time for this game now. You never know. You never know. Unfortunately, um, Air Force scores a lot of points. They do. Unfortunately, Kyle Proctor and I all picked Navy. Uh, they didn't come close. It was forty-nine to seven. They fell to Marshall. I had another pick things. Yeah, well. you stole a pick back. Yeah. Look, I mean, we're all three and two or two and three. There was no separation this week. But you stole a point back because you were the only one who picked Penn State, who not only covered the five and a half points, they also won outright, sixteen ten over Wisconsin, and in a horrendous football game. Uh, that looked very much like a November Big Ten game of years past, but you know, entertaining in the fourth quarter. Th- at least things started happening yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yes, uh, nobody could be swayed by nineteen and a half points on Miami because we all knew that's insane. M- Miami is not. It doesn't even matter who they're playing. I mean, realistically, Alabama. Well, I mean, it might matter when they play Georgia. You know, Maybe. like it might. It might. What was the number? I, I would have to know. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, it would have to. <laughs> I mean, Georgia's defense. I hear you. Their offense didn't look great. I hear you. I hear you. Alabama, uh, everybody was on Alabama, and they rolled over Miami 44-13. And then the only one of us to uh, take Hell a chance. Prime suggests that game day is going to Iowa for Ames. For oh, they're Iowa, not Iowa going. State. They're not going. Oh, oh, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. There will still be a lot of it. It's a national CBS game, uh, Navy and Air Force. They are. They are going to Ames for the, uh, for the Iowa-Iowa State game. Well, that's a bummer. That's a bummer, man. That's a real bummer that that ended up being wrong. Um, anyway, John Proctor uh, was the only one of us that was on Georgia, and again, not only did they cover, they won outright ten three in an unwatchable football football game on Saturday night. Thankfully, like defense. Thankfully, yeah, sure. Uh, thankfully, tennis was my priority, so I was not spending much time with it. I did poke over every now and then. It was utterly unwatchable. So for the week. Again, if you missed it last week, uh, the five of us that are in, I'll worry about money at some point. I'm not going to flip out about it right now. Um, but the five of us that are in are playing for a little bit of cash. But more importantly, we don't want to be the one who's going to have to pay off the Spider-Man slash Jen Stetka bet, which is you got to eat a tarantula, an actual dehydrated tarantula. You're going to have to consume an entire dehydrated tarantula on the air you're going to get your back waxed live in studio, and you're going to perform uh, "Hero." The of course, Kyle would do that. He does it in the shower every day from the original Spider-Man movie. I'm not going to stand here and wait. I, you know, I, I'll hold on to the wings of an angel. Yeah. Is that what it is? Wings Watch of an as angel? they all fly away. See, Kyle. Kyle is actually hoping to lose a little mm-hmm. bit in order to be able to do that. The tarantula. Pay me part. five bucks, whoever loses, I'll sing the hell out of that You'll song. Sing, sing it for you. Sing it for you. Uh, speaking of which, I'll be paying off my bet from last year. This Friday, our buddy Tim from Bel Air will be in, and I will eat my ugh, peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches and sing some Creed and uh, Vanessa Carlton. By the way, I was at um, Paul Valley's wedding on Friday. Yep. It was beautiful. Oh, my God, it was immaculate. I mean, just everything was perfect. The weather was amazing. The venue was awesome up in Cecil County. Um, food. I mean, it was just a just a trend. They had uh, our uh, Justin Schlegel from ninety eight Rock was the officiant for the wedding. It was extremely funny. They both wrote their own vows and did a tremendous job. It was uh, Paul and Laura, beautiful, beautiful ceremony. But at one point uh, during the reception, a thousand miles came on, and I was like, I might know all of the words to this by heart. Like it might be that I don't have to have the lyrics printed out for me. 
when I perform this. I on could Friday. play the piano. I I at one point thought to myself, I used to be able to play the piano when I was a child. I could play the piano. Hot at, cross buns. I could find at the keys. one point. Uh, well, I mean, anybody could play that. Well, you got to find the keys first. If you told me where the C key was, no, I could I, still well, play. I could find it. I could find it. Um, With some trial and error. There was something else that I know. If you just told me where the C key was, I could play it. But um, more importantly, I I thought about spending some time learning how to play the piano, and then all the sports came back after the pandemic, and I said, well, that's that's out the window. I'm not going to be doing that. But I'll pay off the bet on uh, on Friday. Uh, you know what? We can uh, push the break because yeah, I know sense. that uh, we only had a, a time crunch with our next guest. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. From Paul in Ovilando, Paul says, hang on one second. I'm sorry. I just lost everything. Oh, as far as the running backs are concerned, if we had to sign two of the three running backs referenced yesterday, I would sign Bell because of nothing else, his pass protection skills, and Holyfield, and I'd put him on the practice squad. Then if Bell isn't working out into October, maybe a team that's not doing well will be open to trading their running back to us. I mean, in the, given the context of you had to sign the guys that they worked out yesterday, okay, sure. I would still maintain that I would have been working to try to trade for a running back. Like, that would have been the route that I would have preferred to go in order to get someone that you could count on a little bit more. Considering how quickly all of these guys that became available were scooped up, it appears as though teams are not quite as willing to part ways with their own running backs. They were willing to take other teams' running back trash over the course of the last week. So... I would still prefer that, but if you want to say, hey, that that could wait, let's see. Can you make it work with Tyson Williams? Can you make it work with, you know, there's something to find in Le'Veon Bell that, that wasn't found in Kansas City? I'll listen. I'll listen. I'm nervous, and I'm obviously more nervous about what if Gus Edwards gets hurt, and that really puts you up against it and trying to trade for a running back at that point because at that point, teams know damn well you have to have a running back. But I'll listen. That's that's the extent of what I can tell you. I'm I'm willing to consider it. Um if if that's the route the Ravens would end up going as far as the running back position is concerned. Hey, address it via trade if you need to, not as your priority for how you go about handling the position. Uh, Ellis McKinney, the former uh, Terps offensive lineman, says there is. He was responding to Anishiroff. There is no think. Tills is the best coach in the country. Um, sure, 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 sure. I I hear you. I hear you. And from oh, John and Little Rock also uh, checked in earlier and said, uh, count it, book it. The Terps are going bowling this season. Huh, I mean, if if they get wins over Howard and Kent State, they would only have to find three in Big Ten play. So that would be the. Uh, you would feel good about their chances if that's the case. Um, just unbelievably gut-wrenching news, um, not just for us here in Baltimore, but for the entire globe as a beloved American actor and a, a true genius uh, left us yesterday, Michael K. Williams, who, of course, 
um, we care about specifically here um, from his time as Omar on The Wire um, died yesterday. And it's just so shattering um, to so many people that cared so deeply about that show and sort of the connection that we feel to it locally here in Baltimore. Uh, joining us now, of course, you knew him as uh, Senator Clay Davis on The Wire. He is also a great American actor. I wish it weren't these circumstances, but it is a pleasure to welcome Isaiah Whitlock back to the program. Isaiah, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. I'm so sorry that this is why we're doing it, but I'm really grateful to have you with us this morning. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's uh, it was it was devastating news. Uh, it it kind of got me by surprise. I had turned on my computer to <clears throat> catch up on a little sports, and I was hit with that and didn't quite know what to do. Uh, Isaiah, you did you know anything at all about Michael K. Williams before you ended up working on The Wire? Uh, not really. No, uh, we just met on the show. And um, we became good friends. Uh, uh, there was a really sort of mad respect uh, that we uh, had for each other and each other's uh, talents and stuff. Uh, he was one of the nicest guys you ever want to come across. Mm-hmm. Uh, very genuine. Did you, did you have a moment at all in the early portion of the show where it struck you like how brilliant of a performer he truly was? Yeah, well, uh, I was late to the show. Uh, I think I came on third season. Uh, I had done a couple of the others, but that was pretty much just to set up uh, my storyline. Sure, sure. I had a very good idea as to just how fantastic he was and and the character that they uh, had written, uh, David Simon, Ed Burns, uh, put together this character. And and Michael just... uh, embraced it uh it's not an it's not an easy character to play and uh, i always sort of felt that you know there's a number of traps if you get it wrong mm-hmm. but uh michael was able to sidestep those and uh come off with one of the most incredible characters in the history of television I, i'm so glad you brought we were talking about that earlier today right like because looking back on it the concept would have been so absurd presented at the time like the the hardest most feared gangster um, that you know type that you're trying to character that you're trying to create who's also a gay man and and very much you know a gay man and you're walking this fine line and can you pull all of it off and you're not trying to pull all of it off in 2021 you're trying to pull all of it off in the early 2000s like can can you speak to truly how impossible and, and impossible clearly not the answer because he pulled it off but just how amazing this task was that he was presented with to make this character work. Yeah, you have to, uh, like I was saying, you know, you have to sort of embrace it, uh, and you have to, uh, you have to get rid of a lot of those uh, internal fears and just kind of trust that what you're doing is going uh, to be right and be accepted, and. Uh, you know, you're it, back then. You were sort of working on uncharted waters, and you didn't quite know uh, how you know the character would be received. But Michael was so brilliant in getting us over that uh, that you began to believe and respect and get rid of a lot of the stereotypes and things of that nature, and really go deep 
uh, within the soul. And uh, he was able to pull it off. And uh, like I said, you know, just mad respect for uh, what he was able to do with that character. Because, you know, you, you as you look at the character, you say, well, there's a lot of places where you can get it wrong. But not only did Michael uh, get it right, he went beyond that to create, again, one of the greatest characters of all time. He is Isaiah Whitlock. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio as we remember Michael K. Williams. Uh, Isaiah, you referenced uh, Michael as a person, and you know I only ever had one conversation with him, and I, you know, I I was so charmed and so overwhelmed and and blown away by him that, you know, I I I, I talked about it for years afterwards. Just one conversation. What was it like to be friends with Michael K. Williams? Uh, it was such a joy, you know, every time um, uh, I would see him, you know, uh, there was always, you know, like a, a real comfort level and and, and uh, peace. And, uh, uh, you know, you always sort of had that feeling, you know, that you were always going to have a good time uh, when Michael was in the room. He could really light up a room. And um, <clears throat> I just enjoyed being in his company. Uh, and, uh, again, he was one of the honest and most nicest, um, uh, 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 people you could ever want to be around. And, uh, and as an actor, uh, you really sort of appreciate that because, you know, sometimes, uh, (laughs) it can always go the other way, but, um, um, but I really enjoyed his company. I really enjoyed his friendship. And uh, I was devastated when I got the news yesterday that uh, he had passed away. I think one of the things that's most striking, obviously, is is the number of accounts, personal accounts, from people who are not even a part of the industry whatsoever, but just fans who had these interactions with him where he not only took time out of his day to sign an autograph, but had long, extended conversations about their lives, his work, and just the humility that he displayed. Was that, I mean, just how rare is that for somebody who, like you mentioned, is one of the most iconic character actors that we'll ever see? Yeah, it, it, it's, it, can, sometimes, it can sometimes be tough uh, if you... Um, if you don't accept like your place in history and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, when you do a character, you have to own up to that character. And, um, there's, uh, your, 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 your fans and, and, and the people out there uh, who really respect your work. Sometimes you have to, uh, come together with them and let them see, who you really are, uh, let them see who you are inside. And, uh, and Michael was very good at doing that. You know, you say spending time, um, with people sometimes just, just talking or having conversations. Uh, he was very good at that because he accepted his role. Uh, uh, the thing that he had created on the wire and he knew how important that was, to other people. He knew the effect that he had on a lot of other people. And, uh, he was willing to go that extra mile with them to, uh, to, to make them feel comfortable. Isaiah, one thing that jumps out to me is, is he came back a lot here over the years. We would, we would see him over at Jimmy's. He would, he would go out of his way to make stops. It, It felt like his connection with our city 
And and to say nothing, and I want to make sure I'm not trying to take a shot at the rest of you guys. Like I want this is not a negative, but it it seemed to be even more remarkable the connection that he had with our city in the years that followed. Could could you sense any of that while you guys were working together? Is there something that maybe might explain to you why it was that he felt such a connection to Baltimore and went so out of his way um, as the years went on in his life to come back and spend time here? Yeah, it was... uh, I think a lot of the actors on the show had that feeling. Now, whether they came back and and spent time, you know, I don't don't know. Uh, But when you work in a city like Baltimore and you kind of give your heart and soul and you spend a number of years uh, doing a show there, you develop friends and you develop uh, acquaintances and, and, and respect for Baltimore as a city. Uh, you respect the struggle. You begin to understand it. So you can't just all of a sudden the show is over and you just get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of hard to do. I mean, I know I sort of struggled with that. Uh, letting go um, when when the show was over. And I don't think you ever really let go, but you do have to move on. But when you get those chances to come back, uh, it's almost like you're coming home. You're coming to a very special place, a place that you had spent so much time and giving so much heart and energy, and uh, and you feel good. It feels special. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, you sort of feel like... <clears throat> I can give something back uh, to the city of Baltimore, and uh, and again, Michael was very good at doing that. I I want to I, I want to promise you something, Isaiah. I, we we were planning on doing a big twenty year thing next year. We're going to reach out to all you guys again and and do a week long. I want to have another celebration at the time and talk more about you and. I know in the past I've told you how much I, I also Cedar Rapids one of my favorite films ever like serious I just <laughs> I love it um, I want to do all of that and so I want this conversation to continue I know you didn't have a lot of time this morning but I can't tell you how much it means because our city is really stung today like th- this this has felt about as crushing as I can remember um, a, a celebrity death feeling to the city of Baltimore this this hurts. And so I want to yeah. tell I want to tell you that I know the way you guys are feeling. We we love you, and you know we're feeling it right along with you. And and I'm just so grateful that you would spend a few minutes with us this morning telling us about your friends. Oh, you bet. You know we're all just we're we're very stunned. You know it's it's you you sort of look around and you don't quite know what to do, uh, and um, it just it catches you off guard, and uh, uh, it's still kind of hard to believe. Isaiah, thank you so much. I promise you, we will be in touch, and 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 we're going to be talking. We're going to be celebrating and, and sharing some joy uh, next year when we hit twenty years. All right. Oh, uh, you bet. Well, you guys take care. Isaiah Whitlock. Um, I, I I greatly appreciate him taking the time. I I I got to tell you, man. I this hit me way more way more than I could have imagined that it was going to hit me, right? Like, I, and again, I had very little personal interaction with Michael K. Williams. Very minimal. This was not... I, there's something about this thing. that it's, it's a complicated relationship that we share with The Wire because we all know that it was this brilliant piece of art that that holds up 
by everyone world that is held up by everyone worldwide that centers around our city and in, and because of that it's remarkable right like we we were a part of this global phenomenon that was never supposed to be right mm-hmm. the wire was never supposed to be this and yet there's the conflicting side of it which is that everywhere we go on our lives it's sure. oh you're from baltimore the wire huh no, but he's the heart of it. I mean, and, but but it's not even. And I mean, story-wise, like the beating heart. Correct. Of it. Correct. Like I get that this somebody would say that McNulty really was the main character of the Wire, sure. right? Like, and 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 probably was right. Like, if you really sat down, I, I guess the main character was the Wire, if you will. Like, I understand that would be the concept, but of the 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 actual people that you would understand that McNulty was the main, was sort of the central figure mm-hmm. of the story, and, and that's almost certainly true, but... But he, he illustrated that, not to be it, like, no pun intended, the black and white nature of all and, of this and, is not a and, good depiction. And, and he the had story the, was the complication. Yeah, the, the story, complexity of right. the human beings involved. Exactly right. The story was that he was kind of Robin Hood, mm-hmm. right? Like well, the best scene is uh, remains in my opinion. My favorite episode of the entire show is the one where he testifies against right, Bird correct. and, and it's the, the interaction with Levy and all of it, right? Like he he man's got to have a code, right? Yes. Like there's there was I don't, complexities I don't, I don't, I don't kill no that, citizens. Right. Like I never uh, put my gun on no citizen. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Um it was it was just so unbelievable to to comprehend what you were watching, and again, the first time at a time when we had not we had not gone down this road mm-hmm. in I mean, the first, Hollywood. The first time you're watching it, you, I think we all were like at times uncomfortable. Well, massively uncomfortable, massively uncomfortable. Um, and so I, I, I can't explain because a lot of us will say, you know, I I know these people. Maybe not a lot of us. Here in this room, or a lot of us that are necessarily listening, but a lot of us in this city would be like, I knew these people. These are people I know. Whereas a lot of us would be like, I don't know anything about that side mm-hmm. um, of of Baltimore. But there was some representation that, like, we had this immense pride and conflict about, and has carried with us for for such a long time, and always will. We will always have this immense pride in this brilliant piece of art that was centered on our city, and yet this conflict about what it was really saying about our city, mm-hmm. what it was really saying about American culture, what it was really saying about... And police you know, and poli- criminals. Uh, correct. I mean, good 100%. and bad is not, it's as not as simple as good and bad. Um, oh, man, it hit me. Oh, it, it, oh, it hit me. It, it, it was, this I mean, it was is... bizarre. I mean, I was watching it, literally watching The Wire when I saw and like, in watching the fifth season, and of course, if, I mean, if you haven't seen The Wire, then, I mean, what are you doing? Right. But knowing the fifth season and his character's story arc, mm-hmm. for it to be, I mean, all Well, and it. I, and I guess someone else might say, if you want to say McNulty's central character, well, the way that, the way that the, se- the series ended would argue, no, it was always really a, an Omar story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that... Well, the central character is Baltimore, in a way. Yes, but correct. Yes, yes. Right. Like, it's right. a complicated love story. Thank you to Isaiah Whitlock.
Um, you said it was it was good to get some of this out, you know. Well, I pre I'm, I I appreciate the fact that he wanted to talk, and I there's a million things I want to talk about. I would, I, I've had Isaiah Whitlock on a couple. We I think he's been on this show before, he may have. and I know he was on my old show a couple of times. Did we ever ask uh, him if if she was his doing? Yeah, I've talked to him about it. He and, did it in Twenty Fifth Hour, right? I've I've talked to him about it, and I've forgotten. Like I've forgotten um, how it all came about. But if you've never seen Cedar Rapids, by the way, there's That's this funny, very funny. It, but there's this unbelievable scene. Where like it's very inside. He's he plays this very like almost what you would imagine a white black man to mm-hmm. be. And out of nowhere he says, I'm told I do a very convincing Clay Davis from the wire. <laughs> and it's just so great. I mean it's just such a like there's no reason why that movie it's so sort of silly mm-hmm. and there, it's nothing slapstick about it, but it just works. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just works so well. With really a phenomenal cast, no I mean, doubt. an absolutely incredible cast with Ed Helms and and Isaiah Whitlock and Anne Hayes and oh god, who was the um, the father from uh, that '70s show, uh, Red Foreman? Who uh, it's Red Foreman? That's correct. When Red yeah. Foreman, exactly, exactly who it was. I appreciate Isaiah Whitlock taking the time. All right, we'll come back in. Uh, we will get a tidbit. We'll get tubular. A couple other things I wanted to get to to wind down for a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Join PressBox's fantasy football expert Ken Zalas for the opening night of NFL season on Thursday, September 9th, 7 p.m. at Sports and Social inside of Live Casino. While you're there, say hi to KZ and let him give you advice on setting up your fantasy team, picking starters, and who you might trade for or pick up on waivers. Watch the opening NFL game, get free fantasy football tutoring from Ken Zalas, and enjoy the new Sports and Social Club at Maryland Live. We'll see you on September 9th. Must be 21 or older to enter. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Bear Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland five star.us with the number five that first sip that first bite Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball. 
Celebrate your love of football with Ravens scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Ravens prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Ravens scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com Alright, back in here on GCR again some housekeeping. If you missed it earlier, unfortunately we will not be doing the de- debut of the Tyus Bowser show this evening but it's still going to happen. That is a promise. There will still be Tyus Bowser shows this fall. Um, unfortunately, a, a personal issue, a family issue that Tyus is dealing with. We promise this is not him bailing on the show. Anything along those lines, we are aware and um, and we understood and just wasn't going to be able to happen tonight. It is still going to occur. We will still be going to Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold, and we are working with everyone, all the parties involved with Mother's, with Tyus, with Grade 8s, um, with um, some of the vendors on our end that are helping us out running the show, and we're just nailing down a new date for the debut episode of the Tyus Bowser Show. It will still happen in partnership with Express Exterior Design and Grade 8s and Press Box. You will be able to find out all the information you need at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We apologize greatly to those of you that planned around being out there tonight, and we assure you, you will have plenty of opportunities. We're still doing eight shows with Tyus Bowser this fall and his special guests. They will be happening. That is a promise, okay? Pretty so hilarious we- tweet. Sarah Perlman, mm-hmm. sorry you were sore at Trey Mancini. Jeez. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's a good tweet. I'm not going to lie. It's a good tweet. It's a good tweet. But uh, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I think that's all I'm going to do with that. I'm just going to leave it at that and say good tweet. Uh, also, housekeeping. Um, Stan, they they took the Monday night off this week because of Labor Day. And then don't fully know with the Jewish holiday, exactly what the plan is for he and Gary Stein for this week. So when we know, we'll let you know. In the meantime, you can find all Stan shows at uh, PressBoxOnline.com as well as under the videos tab at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Is the fan, like, particularly... like This paper keeps blowing away today. Put it under something to weight it. I didn't want to. I don't want to put it under something because I want to be able to mark it off. That's the idea, Kyle. It's, it's not ideal. But it's 
I do this every day. I've never had it blow away every three seconds. It's very weird. Uh, Stan shows is always morning. I don't know what to make of it. Box Studios. Stan shows is always brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Have not talked about uh, U.S. soccer. That sucks. I mean, that's that's terrible result. One one. Obviously, some other stuff going on like Weston McKinney not being available. Christian Pulisic did not look good. That, that is a really really bad result. There's no way around it. Um, there's plenty of time, and it's not like this is still the early. They're they're not in trouble. It's just. To come away from matches, even at El Salvador and at home against Canada with just two points, that's disappointing. There's nothing else to be said. I mean, it, it, it's as simple as saying this. You would have been better off winning, losing a match and winning the other one. Two draws is extraordinarily disappointing um, from the start of, of their uh, qualifying. They do get one more qualifier this week at Honduras. Uh, I believe that is tomorrow night, if I remember correctly. Another opportunity to get some points, but yuck. Just yuck. Yeah, tomorrow night, 10.30 kickoff for that one. Late night. And then uh, the next round of qualifying is in October. So, what's going on? That's what's going on. It's what it is. And then I feel like there was something else that was on my list to get to, but... Maybe I wanted to dance. Did I want to dance? Did I, I mention that? that? I really spent a lot of time talking about the Mark Andrews extension. I, like it was always coming. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what else there is to say. This was he's been a very high look. I'll talk about him more. The Mark Andrews narrative is he's got to play better in big games, and there's no arguing with that. He's got to play better in big games. Period. I got nothing else to say about it. But he's been really good. He's been part of the solution, not part of the problem as a whole. And so you were going to have to pay him. The Ravens paid him. So scratch it off the list. On to the next one. If Lamar Jackson really did get vaccinated and there's still some sort of weird, like we're still waiting for him to tell us that. that He does not have to by any stretch of the imagination, but it would just be nice. It would be funny if it was like it was a personal choice. I mean, he might very well do that. He might choose not to talk about it. Um, But we would like like to hear him say that. Of course. You know. That if that's the case, then I would think that would be one step closer to maybe getting to a point where there could be an announcement about a Lamar Jackson extension uh, whenever that comes. And then, yes, uh, quickly, Paul um, Paul asked, I read that David Simon is doing a new limited series show yes. in Baltimore with Josh Charles. Have you heard anything about it? Yeah, I mean, it's Based I've heard Justin a lot about Fenton's it. Fenton's book. Yeah, We Own the This City the is the name of the book. Force, the infamous gun task force in Baltimore who uh, yep. Darren Jenkins did some Bad things. Um, I, I'm, you know, obviously, I had not read the book, which is a mistake on my part. Yeah. I need to read the book. I will, I will get on it. I need to read it. Um, currently am, shooting though. Well, I don't think it's currently, but it was. It was shooting in the last two months. I think in the past month at least. Also. Maybe I don't know that they would have wrapped it up so quickly. It would have surprised me. Well, I don't know if they wrapped it up as much as they paused it. Because of COVID. I well, no, I don't. I just think that's the way the the, the scheduling sometimes yeah, works. Could be. But I, I like I'm telling you. I know there's also former Wire as members, of, Dookie and Donut are both a, in. As it. of a week ago, they weren't currently okay. shooting. Like they, they might. As of a couple weeks ago, they weren't currently shooting. They might have, you know, just paused and they're going to restart it mm-hmm. because of some other things that were going on. But yes, over the summer they were here and they were shooting in Baltimore for um, this series uh, based on that Justin Fenton book. Uh, it also John Bernthal, I believe, is part he of is. that uh, as well. Marlowe's so. also in it, I believe. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Of course, goes back to my eternal problem, which is, why did you wait so effing long to make Marlo that guy? Why did you wait? 
and get me to a point where I needed more Marlowe right when you're getting ready to get rid of him. Ugh. Stick with me for a long time. Still doesn't change the fact the wire's amazing, but God, Marlowe was was really compelling when they finally got there with him after not being all that compelling at first. All right. Tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by Window Nation. It's August, or it's not August anymore. It's September. Back to school special is going on with Window Nation. Your opportunity to take advantage of two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, and buy four, get four free. There's no limit to this. Eight, you get eight. Twelve, you get twelve. 142, you get 142. However many you're getting, you get buy two, get two free. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. Did a bit of the day, Mark Andrews. Yes, he will be a Raven for a number of more years following this one after his four-year extension. And for good reason, of course. He has been by far the most prolific touchdown-receiving tight end in the Ravens' history to start his career, as he has two times as many touchdowns as Todd Heap and Dennis Pitta did in their first three seasons. 10 for them, 20 for Andrews. 17 of those 20 have come since 2019 for Mark Andrews, which is tied with DK Metcalf for the eighth most in football okay. in that span. So. And 11 red zone touchdowns are tied with Travis Kelsey for the most of an NFL tight end. Not only that, he's prolific on a per-catch basis. His 13.5 yards per catch among tight ends with at least 100 receptions since 2018 is behind only George Kittle and surprisingly Jared Cook, who leads the list, for tight ends in that span. He was part of the reason, I'm sure, the Ravens are favorites on Monday night. The Ravens will be entering that game as of now as four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Raiders, though it's worth mentioning Derek Carr has had success against the Ravens Mm -hmm. in his career. He is, in fact, sporting a 100.1 passer rating against Baltimore in his career. Now, among quarterbacks since John Harbaugh arrived in 2008, that ranks fifth for any quarterback with at least three starts against Baltimore. Which four passers have a higher QB rating than With at least three is the number? At least three starts. So Mahomes. Top of the list, 116.2. Rivers. No. Roethlisberger. No. That would be impressive. I mean, I get, oh, yeah. I got to think about it, right? Well, no, and even out of the games, it's the style of the games they were playing sure. for a little while. I, I'm thinking of the more recent games and forgetting about how many bloody 13 10 games there were. He did, of course, bleed on his nose. Yeah, it did happen. Uh, Peyton Manning. 106.9. Just Probably got all far. of it in that one Thursday night game. Didn't hurt. Um, Brady. No. Since 2008. 2008. At least three. No, he didn't play on the... Aaron Rodgers. Nope. He didn't play on the one, so maybe they haven't had three. 
Ryan Tannerhill. Nope. Is it an active quarterback? Um, neither are on rosters. Neither are on rosters. That's a weird way of saying that. Neither are on rosters. So who's not on a roster but not necessarily retired? Huh. That's a mystery, Scoob. Well, I'll still... Andrew Luck? No. Drew Brees? 107.4 for Drew Brees. Other one is... The other one is... I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is this... Should I be trying to figure out somebody who's... Not on a roster, but isn't necessarily like we don't know is retired. Is that what you're trying to he's say? He's not retired. Then? He's not retired, but he's not on a roster. He's not retired. Why am I not thinking of who this is? 108.5 rating for this guy. Second on the list. Second on the list. Three games. Mm hmm. I don't think they played Colin Kaepernick three times. It is not Colin Kaepernick. He's not retired. But he's not on a roster. Correct. So it's not Deshaun Watson. It is not. All right, you might have to tell me. With a 108.5 quarterback rating against Baltimore, mm -hmm. Cameron Newton. Oh, kind of surprised it's that high. Kind of surprised that's the case. I should have, based on the way you were, I mm -hmm. should have, I should have come up with it. But I'm surprised that it, I don't remember him being that good. I guess he, there were limited amounts of throws that were involved with in those games. Well, he threw a good bit early in his career, also earlier in his career. But I still don't remember him. Like I don't remember him picking apart the Ravens via the pass. I don't remember that being a thing. Steve Smith had some big games against them. Yeah, I mean, they don't. All right, all right. All right, very good. Tippet was also brought to you by oh, the Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning, 11.30 a.m. KZ is here, brought to you by CCBC, Glory Days Grill, and MDOT. Hope that you'll join us this week. We will get your lineup set for week one. I saw a message that uh, our buddy Paul sent Ken this morning. said, I'm not going to ask you any questions until Thursday because I only ask as part of the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. He That's gets it. He gets why it. Paul is the best. Be like Paul, you jerks. Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday morning. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Tubular brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or c3america.com for your free analysis. Here's what's coming up. The Orioles and Royals will play each other again, and you cannot miss that when it occurs, especially when Alexander Wells is on the mound against Jackson Kowar. Tyler Wells is good. You know if Jackson Coar is a thing by no, any stretch of the imagination? No, I couldn't tell you. It's on Masson 2 tonight at 7 o'clock. Masson Nationals, Braves 720. Is Tyler Wells the best rule 5? No, it's 10 Tandare probably, but... I mean, he's up there. Tyler Wells has looked good this year. He's looked good. Looks like to be a part of the bullpen for the future, at least. Maybe. I mean, maybe. 
Uh, MLB Network. By the way, it's it's a low bar for the Orioles with the the. Well, Ryan Flaherty is a pretty high bar. I'm no, what it's talking not. About. Mass and I like Ryan Flaherty, but it's not. Mass and National Braves seven twenty. MLB Network. White Sox Athletics nine thirty. FS one Mets Marlins at six forty. ESPN for coverage of the U.S. Open quarterfinals that gets underway basically right now with Daniil Medvedev in the first match of the day. Uh, ESPN2 World Cup qualifying France and Finland at 2.45. CBS Sports Network for the Washington Mystics and Seattle Storm at 10. The USA Network for WWE NXT at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. Second episode of the Hulu show with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Only murders That's in the building. That's got rave reviews, I'm gonna the check first it out. episode. I like them both, of course. Of course. Uh, Chopped on Food Network. Uh, Miracle Workers, TBS. Uh, Hard Knocks, final episode of this season before the old thing gets started. A lot of late night stuff. Nothing of particular significance. Uh, Trevor Noah's on Kimmel. By the way, back. Beanie, Steve Martin and Marvin Short are Beanie on Beanie Feldstein. That's who's playing Monica Lewinsky. Okay. In the I don't I just don't know why I know her. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, stuff and things. Glenn Clark Radio.com to check it all out. What do I know her from? I know her from something because you see her and you're like, oh, I know who is that, that tonight? Is. is that what that is? Uh, she was uh, Lady Bird. Is what you know her from. Or Booksmart. No, that's what you know her from. Booksmart. She was one of the girls in Booksmart. I like that movie. That was a good film. I think that's tonight, isn't it? I'll double check. And if yeah, it is, I probably should have included it. Added. For some reason, this thing does not have FX on there. Not, you might want to look into that, Chief. They've got shows the people. I don't know if you've heard of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Kind of I mean, I am aware. Popular. It is tonight at 10 p.m. on FX. So that right. as well. I'll watch that too. All right, uh, very good. Tubular also brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. If you haven't picked up the print issue of Pressbox yet, do it today. Marlon Humphreys on the cover. It's available for free. Your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, read it all, pressboxonline.com. Again, very sorry. No Tyus Bowser show tonight. It's still happening personal issue that came up and we understand it and it's not by the way don't be afraid of it like don't don't say oh god it sounds terrible it's not there is a reason why he's unavailable tonight this is not related to like Tyus Bowser's availability to play against the Raiders on Monday night I want to make that very clear um we understand it we're just moving the day to the show we're still doing it everything is still all good it's not COVID related it's not anything along those lines just settle yourself we understand what happened, and if Tyus wants to share it with everybody else, he will. And if not, you know, that's fine. But um, we're going to do it, just not tonight. And if you need your purple fix, if you're looking forward to meeting Tyus, instead go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com right now. Get your meet and greet pass for Thursday night with Bradley Bozeman at Twain's Tavern. Again, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Thanks today to Isaiah Whitlock. Thanks also today to uh, Anish Shroff, as well as to Saran Petro from down in Kansas City. We get all that up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glenclarkradio.com. Uh, hoping to do something with Maryland tomorrow. It's not confirmed yet, but we have irons and fires as always. Okay. So. Drew, I suppose. Oh, boy. This yeah, is the new season of the show, man. We are rolling. That's what we got. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, MDOT, the Maryland Five Star, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go, birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.